Americans among you probably know about, and maybe all of you know about, the Florida condo collapse that happened last week. I just read an article about it and had to take some of the quotes from it because it is parallel to our environmental problems in ways that are... I'll read the quotes. So the article is entitled, Majority of Florida Condo Board Quit in 2019 as Squabbling Residents Dragged Out Plans for Repairs. It's in the Washington Post. I'll put the link in the notes. For context, I think that everyone has long viewed the Titanic, the sinking of the ship, as a metaphor for man's hubris for thinking we were above nature. But that happened long enough ago, and it's been romanticized enough. The scale is off. I think people don't think of it as connected to our lives anymore. It's either the ship is much smaller than the earth, so we can't really compare a ship to the earth, or maybe it's too big because one person, what could they do in the face of a whole Titanic? But this just happened last week, and I think you'll agree that what happened there shows the psychology of what we're doing with response, in responding to the environment. So here's the opening sentence of the article. The president of the board of the Florida condominium that collapsed last week resigned in 2019, partly in frustration over what she saw as the sluggish response to an engineer's report that identified major structural damage the previous year. I want to highlight here that the would-be leader tried to do something. The science, or the engineering in this case, was very clear. They knew what to do, as the quotes that I'm about to read will tell you, but, well, I'll read the, so the next quote, scrolling down a bit. Despite increasingly dire warnings from the board, many condo owners balked at paying for the extensive improvements, which ballooned in price from about $9 million to more than $15 million over the past three years as the building continued to deteriorate. They knew the problem. They'd been presented with a solution. The solution was expensive, but it was too expensive, they considered, so they didn't act. It became more expensive as the problems increased. And I want to point out, in their case, the building deteriorated from, I don't know, aging, I guess. In our case, imagine they were jackhammering the building, causing it to get worse. That's what we're doing. We're polluting the earth. It's not just happening. We're exacerbating it. Imagine someone in this debate of theirs had said lives are at stake. People could die. I believe people would have rolled their eyes at this blatant attempt to overdramatize the situation. Buildings have structural damage all the time. How often do they collapse? I think it would be fair to say it's probably not going to happen. I mean, there are a lot of buildings in Florida. Not many of them have collapsed. Now, there's only one Earth that we have available to us. So it's a bit more serious here. I think people miss from the story of the boy who cried wolf that the wolf came. That was the big problem. When the wolf, if you don't react, then when the wolf comes, people ignore it. Although, actually, in our case, imagine it was that when the boy who cried wolf cried, actually, the wolf came every single time. The response in our case to pandemics, global pandemics, as well as local ones like Ebola, that are fueled by our overpopulation, our overtraveling, factory farming, our encroaching on wildlife like Ebola. Our response is to return to normal, which means the culture that created the situation. We're not trying to return to safe. We're not trying to undo the causes of the pandemic or the causes of the 120 degrees Fahrenheit, 40-something degrees Celsius in Canada, higher than ever recorded before. And the articles that we have on record temperatures in Canada, they are not followed up by suggesting that we stop whatever knows is causing the problem. We want to return to the way it was months ago or years ago when the problem, when we were causing this, this situation. Going back to the article, the engineer, Frank P. Morabito, found, quote, major structural damage, end quote, to a concrete slab below the pool deck caused by a flaw that limited water drainage, according to the 2018 review. Clear what the problem is. Scrolling down a bit. A resident told the Post 
that minutes before the Champlain Towers South came down, she noticed that a section of the pool deck and street-level parking area had collapsed into the parking area below, or the parking garage below. Experts have said the collapse appeared to invoke a failure at the lowest levels of the building or in the parking garage beneath it. They have the warning going back two years, three years at this point. Up until it's happened, there's imminent danger, and people are still squabbling, as we'll see. Continuing down, reading a bit below. As recently as April, residents appeared divided over the repairs, with dozens signing a letter that questioned the details of the proposed spending and asked the board to consider a lower assessment. Quoting that letter, we cannot afford an assessment that doubles the amount of the maintenance dues currently being paid. It may be that a particular resident, looking at their bank account, couldn't afford to pay an increased maintenance fee. The comparison I put to you is not to what they can afford if they just look at their bank account blindly, but to what happens if the entire building collapses. Maybe it's expensive. The alternative is deaths. I mean, in their case, it's literal deaths, but it was the collapse of the support structure they lived on. In our case, it's also, I mean, in our case, it would be deaths in the numbers of billions. I'm not trying to over-dramatize here, but someone who said it then wouldn't have been over-dramatizing it either. Scrolling down a bit. But what may have looked to Prieto, one of the residents, like a running start soon became a slow walk. Quoting now, a lot of this work could have been done or planned for in years gone by, but this is where we are now. Current board president, Joan Woodnicki, told condo owners in a letter April, 20, April 9th, 2021, not that long ago, a couple months ago, which warned damage to the structure's concrete support system was accelerating. Continuing, quoting from the article, her warnings to homeowners about the urgent need for repairs had gone on for months. Quoting her now, I want you to know that the numbers we are hearing so far are much higher than the original Marabito estimate, she wrote on October 23rd, 2020, more than six months ago, maybe nine months ago. However, the project is also much larger. The concrete damage is more extensive than it was when first looked at in 2018, and prices have gone up. Does this sound familiar? The damage is increasing, and the prices to fix it are going up. The sooner we act, the sooner we can turn this around. But that's not what they did, and it's not what we're doing. What they did is very similar to what we're doing. So quoting now the article again, scrolling down a bit. The pandemic appeared to exacerbate tensions in the building. A March 2020 note to homeowners said the board had adopted a new rule. Now quoting the rule. No owner, resident, or guest may be verbally or physically abusive or otherwise engage in conduct that is offensive, threatening, or harassing to any other owner, resident, or guest. I agree that we should not verbally harass each other or physically harass each other. I believe that's what we're doing today, is that there's a lot of debates over how do we discuss these things. It's also delaying us from acting. We're squabbling, and they squabbled, and the psychology seems very similar. Instead of acting, it's not just instead of acting. No leader has stepped up, and there's no leadership to get people on the same page. Maybe that's not the only way for things to happen, but to me, leadership seems to be what's missing. This is, I put to you, beyond metaphor between that building and our planet. There's a clear problem, well understood, easily resolved, expensive to resolve it, yes, but not compared to the destruction and the loss of a large fraction of the population, and instead of getting together to act, squabbling. Maybe you believe, in the face of temperatures breaking records every year, plastic choking our oceans, you've read the headlines, you know all this stuff. Maybe you believe that our behavior as humans is not responsible. In that case, via con Dios, I'm not here to try to change people. If that's what you believe, I hope you have a great life. There's no point in us continuing to talk because we're just simply not on the same page. If you want to listen, great. But if you have the slightest inkling that our behavior, driven by our role models, our beliefs, our stories, images, systems, and so on, that is to say our culture, if you believe that our behavior driven by our culture and the culture itself has to change to avert 
collapse of our civilization, including the deaths of a large part of our population, and I mean billions of people, not to be alarmist, but that's what the numbers look like to me. And by the way, these numbers are from the predictions going back decades that predicted what's happening now to happen. If you believe that those things will affect you and people that you care about, do the parallels of this collapse and the death of a large fraction of its population of this, of this condo suggest that if you're not acting as much as you can, maybe that you're holding things back more than you think. America, going now to the more general situation, America is not not leading. We're not invisibly standing by while others are leading and we're just, we are leading in the opposite direction. And I mean this to the tune of a good 350 million of us, that we are profligately, like our answer to everything is to burn more fossil fuels. And the rest of the world sees this and sees that this equating of more material stuff, growth, to mean a better quality of life. We are leading the world to feel that way. And they want to emulate us. We are leading. We are not invisible. We are leading the opposite direction. And until we act, we continue to lead toward something like the destruction of what we live on, including the deaths of a large fraction of our population, meaning it's going to affect us. As long as we believe that if we don't grow the GDP and grow the population, then people will lose their jobs, we won't maintain the infrastructure, hospitals will close, mothers will die on childbirth, 35 will become old age again. Josh, is that what you want? Do you want to return us to the Stone Age? Because if you don't push growth all the time, that's what's going to happen. As long as we keep believing that, in the face of many cultures who did not seek to grow all over the place, that weren't extractive, that weren't pushing efficiency all over the place, but instead were resilient. They lived with better indicators of health, longevity, prosperity, stability. Our culture may have dominated their culture and destroyed their culture, but that doesn't mean that we are happier. It means that our culture is just more dominant. I don't say to act individually and then stop. I say to act individually and then use what you learn to lead others. It's very difficult to lead others without leading yourself first. The leading yourself is the starting point, not the ending point. The middle point is leading corporations and governments. That's when we start swimming downstream. Their building problem is, I think, clearly like our environmental problem, and their reaction and our reaction are pretty similar. The science is clear. We lack leadership. When we don't have leadership, we squabble. We talk about talking instead of talking about doing and doing. Leaders act. We don't point fingers. Only by acting ourselves can we lead others. I'm going to close this episode with, I believe, a portentous quote from this article. Quote, in a September 2019 resignation letter, quoting the letter now, this pattern has repeated itself over and over. Ego battles, undermining the roles of fellow board members, circulation of gossip and mistruths. I'm not presenting a very pretty picture of the functioning of our board and many before us, but it describes a board that works very hard, but cannot, for the reasons above, accomplish the goals we set out to accomplish. We have earthly goals to accomplish. I believe we can achieve them. I believe that it will take personal action on the part of everybody, not only personal action, but each of us has to start there. Then we can lead others. Then we can change our culture. When we change our culture, we can reach sustainability, not by squabbling, by acting. You can act today. You need never buy bottled water ever again. Almost all of the packaged food that you get, you need never get almost any of it again. You can take vacations bike riding distance away, or at least driving distance away for starters. You can get as much adventure without flying as you can with flying. My response to yesterday's heat was to go for a bike ride, which is very pleasant. Even though when I got home, I checked the temperature. It was 94 degrees. I didn't realize it was so hot because I was exercising. These are all available to everybody. Those things alone won't change the world. 
but they will lead each of us who do these things to enable us to lead ourselves and others to more and to more and to more and to more.